Planet Two. <laughs> pot calling from a psychopath. Kettle. Yeah, pot, a pot calling the kettle black. Did you watch Killer last night? No, I didn't. You're gonna watch it immediately. Okay. Uh, did you mean you were gonna watch the tra- the reviews? No, no, no. I was. I in, I intended. It's on good. It. It's good. I mean, anything David Fincher. Yeah, it's. I need to watch it again. Obviously, it's a film. But uh, the, the action and fighting. Is Action like zoom zoom action stuff. Probably the most that. Not girl. But no. He did some of the minor. Yeah, yeah. Well, cheers and welcome to From Behind the Barcast, the podcast for bartending service industry, drinking in general. I'm Paxton Eugene. That's Clint the Manny's Marauder Moses and Sunset Kelly on the ones and twos. And it's that time of the year where you can drink the dew fresh off the bridge. <laughs> cheers, my cheers. friend. It looks and it looks looks actually kind of dewish. It looks a little bit like Mountain Dew. So uh, may the circle go unbroken. We have reached unity. May the Ouroboros continue. The snake has in fact eaten its tail. We have come full circle in the Mountain Dew lore. Now, for our new listeners who don't know, I'm going to speed run this uh, this story really quick. And uh, Mountain quick Dew would appreciate the speed yes. the speed of the Dew. <clears throat> a quick synopsis. So a few years ago, early pandemic or <laughs> was it pandemic? No, it was pre. Was it pre? Pre-pandemic or cusp of pandemic? Yes, yes. I think it was the summer before. I'm coming onto the island, onto beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia, and there's a bit of traffic. I don't know if it was a wreck or whatever. And as I'm coming on, I get stuck on the bridge, and I see a homeless gentleman. We have like a quarter mile long bridge coming. Pretty long. Yeah, going getting from. So this homeless gentleman with a um, shirt over his shoulder. It's hot outside. Pushing his bicycle. I don't know if he was pushing it because it had a flat tire or if it was just easier. Uh, one that, that bridge is scary when riding a bike. It's a pretty narrow bridge mm-hmm. for sure. I see him relieve himself of a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. It was about half drink. He sets it on the side of the bridge. I make a note of this. Sort of forget about it. That it's bad hydration for a hot day. <laughs> I know, right? Milk is a bad choice. So I go off the island a few days later, and that Mountain Dew is back on the escalator. It is, it is there. I was like... I'm taking a picture of it and I'm putting it onto the internet. And as I do this, it grow the lore grows and grows. It becomes do, an effigy. Ru- yes. It becomes an effigy. It becomes a uh, uh, the golden calf almost. So uh, we have pilgrimages to this. I thing. mean, it, the the Jesus above Brazil of Rio de Janeiro. I mean, come on. Touchdown, Jesus at Notre Dame. I <laughs> yes. mean, so the lore of this thing spread so much and it got out of hand. I didn't think it would be the thing that it was. So, anyways, so uh, throughout the years since well, then, you made a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> that, that has which I don't manage, which is not it's poorly managed right now. Um, and hmm. uh, but it's I mean it's got over a thousand followers on it, and it's the the, uh, the Bull River Mountain Dew fan page for the Cure, and it's, not, yeah. it's a very long. Yes. I try to do the Michael Scott thing. Yes, and it, and it we 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 posted many epitaphs of fake religious do do Deuteronomy things do. You know, do unto others as they would do unto you, <laughs> and it just became a gimmick for a while. So and it kind of went away. So every now and then, yeah. every now and then, there you drive by, there'd be a fresh, crisp morning <laughs> two liter do, which people were so you know excitable and excited to do it. I was like, hey, or I'm ma- not. Or gonna- mad at it. People, uh, people, some people get mad at it. It did. It did divide the populace a little bit. 
So uh, the metal yellow people were pissed. <laughs> big, big, big soda yellow. was pissed. So a friend of mine, Kyle Dyer, that I work with, he tells me this little uh, tale. He was leaving the island the other day, and not unlike my trip onto the island, there's traffic. <clears throat> He's stuck in traffic on the bridge. There's a homeless gentleman with a shirt slung over his shoulder, pushing a bicycle. If you're watching, he did right shoulder the first time, <laughs> left shoulder this time. That's a different guy. He fought, he discovers the dude as he's walking, like forty years. The dude in the was there last week when I came out here yeah. on Thursday. He so Kyle witnesses this gentleman get to the dude, crack it open, and enjoys the dew. Enjoys the dew in the bright okay. sunshine. So here's the thing: there's a, there's only a time of the year, like I said, it's the time of year you can drink the dew off the bridge because you're not drinking that dew in July. I mean, it will explode when you open it up, but it's been cool lately. It's been nice the and cool. The dew is nice and cool. It's early morning, too. The early morning dew is cooler than the late afternoon dew. So I was like, it also took me back to the enjoyment I get of uh, not only from homeless people, like getting their first uh, bit of respite from whatever their journey was, like the guy I saw open the Slim Jim, which I know he hadn't eaten like a couple of days. Someone gave him 75 cents and he popped open that I, Slim Jim. I wonder how this guy went, ah, what he, <laughs> <laughs> the do it's like the guy who gets done cutting his grass and you watch him open that first beer and stand and look it's over just his like a mountain dew off the top of a bridge <laughs> as you look out over to the sunrise his freshly cut kingdom <laughs> he's glistening he turned his shirt off to drink the dew so he would glisten in the sunset so i don't think we planned this but the, the but the cocktail it uh it, we were did we do it again is very dewy it looks very dewy so I mean, what's got, in this thing i got i got the yellow and the green so what we're drinking tonight is new amsterdam vodka Mixed with a blend of green tea that I, you know, steeps green tea with a whole ton of black saw, black saw, uh, sawgrass honey from Savannah Bee Honey. Is it black saw or sawgrass or both? It's sawgrass from a black saw sawgrass. <laughs> a black guy saw the saw of the grass and made it. And so it's, it's from Savannah Bee Honey mixed in with the steep tea, lemon juice that I took and pureed cucumbers here a, a english cucumber for more on that later and pureed that together real well shook it up with some more of the vodka a little bit of extra lemon juice and poured it over the rocks and it is delicious do you have a name for it the mountain dew i don't know yeah yeah we, we have to think of something we'll, we'll think of a name we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we should workshop maybe that we before we go oh, on and, the and air off a little bit of a polar seltzer or pellegrino we kind of did a little bit of both speaking little, of mountain little bubbles right on top it's it is it's refreshing Speaking of Mountain Dew and bad uh, decisions uh, when it comes to food and drink, so your hungover choices the of English food. The English Ducumber. We got to figure out how to say that we'll correctly. We'll figure it out. Uh, you know, I know your your typical hungover choice of of food is a pho, typically. Pho. Mm -hmm. Today I woke up and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to make that bad decision of getting something trash. And you right? can't get pho without a substantial drive. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Were you hungover today? Hmm. I mean, a little bit, but not so much that... Uh, we spoke at like 9 o'clock, which yeah. is an incredibly early business meeting for us. I mean, I probably drank it, quick. I drank it till like midnight last night, probably. And then... Did you get the bouillet? No, no. I was drinking vodka last night, so... I, I drank vodka Friday when I got home from work. I had like three Yeti-sized vodka drinks and woke up Saturday and was like, what the hell? Oh, vodka. So I woke up today and you notice how... You ever watch like... Uh, Do you ever watch Mad Men? Yes. You're watching them drink cocktails and smoke cigarettes all day, and even if you don't feel like having a drink or a cigarette, yeah, you do that. You man. see them. So I, I turned on. I, I, I turned on YouTube this morning, and uh, somebody I follow was doing uh, frozen pizza uh, comparisons between them. Oh yeah. So that got stuck in my head. I go, 
I, mind you, they didn't have any of the, the styles of pizza that this gentleman ask, was you covering. You to get at your local store? So I got something called like a Tony's or something like that. So I was like, on the way back, I was Tony's. like, I was like, I'm Tony's. I was going to, so I put it in the oven, completely forgot about it. Oh, nice. Nice. So you extra crispy. And luckily so, because if I'd have eaten that pizza fresh, I would have eaten like three quarters of the thing, bread and all. All I could do was pick the <laughs> toppings off. Eat the middle. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. If I had that pizza inside of me right now. And the thing is, you don't eat a lot of pizza due to where your proximity <laughs> to pizza for the last 15 years. That's what made it so strange. Like, I want to get a, a frozen pizza. God, it's like if I, if I got hungover, I was like, you know, I want some shitty frozen seafood. More on that in the second half. Stay tuned for this grouper of situation. So, yeah, I, I stomach's feeling great today, baby. No Taco Bell last night. Had some leftover duck and rice smoked a duck on Saturday with the intent purpose. I sell smoked ducks on Thanksgiving and Christmas and other holidays, but it's my, my big moneymaker for selling smoked meats. So I was like, I'm going to cook this duck. I'm going to get a great picture of this duck. And the picture of me slicing it right, you know, if it's sliced in half with two to split nice pieces of duck. And instead, I was trying to get the duck off during the end of... <laughs> if y'all are tired of it yet, then fucking beat them, because it's not happening. It's, are they going to lose again? Who knows? I don't think 52 so. 52-17 to 17 washed the number nine Ole Miss Rebels. Carson Beck said after the game in his interview, I'm only dirty because I ran the ball. They never touched me. They literally didn't put their hands on our quarterback when he was behind the line of scrimmage. I noticed that, yes. They lead the SEC in sacks, except when they play the University of Georgia. They had everybody healthy on the line, so in and out all line. It was it's just a— You know who wasn't healthy? Ole Miss's quarterback, because I haven't seen a, a pure knockout, eyes rolling in the back of the oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah. When his arm out, went out, down? Outstretched arms. Doing the punch drop out, kind no, out, of— He went outstretched arm, and his arm went— Oh, no, 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 not, not that time. Okay. The time when he got actually knocked out. Oh, yeah. He got two helmets on each side yeah. of the head. Whoa. He lays down, eyes roll into the back of his head. Oh, yeah. The Frankenstein? He starts doing the Frankenstein. Either you're Frankenstein or you're, you or T-Rex. Or it's, the, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the two when you get a concussion, you're Frankenstein or you're T-Rex. T-Rex is back at this. It's twitchy. The Frankenstein, you're stiff. You're stiff. You're stiff. <laughs> help me up. But now that, there's <laughs> nine, help up, now that there's 900 cameras on the field, I saw the shot of his eyes rolling back. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of scary, man. I mean, hey. F the other team, but, I, but you don't is, want to see a no guy. Hate for Ole Miss fans. Yeah, I don't want to see they're, it's Ole Miss. If it had been Tennessee, but uh, well, you know maybe. I don't. I, I don't want to see a guy not be able to you know take a wonderlick test if he ever gets to the NFL. You know. But it was uh, so I forgot. I, I'm bringing the duck off at the end of the, at the beginning of the second half. So I'm like kind of rushing around with it. Put the duck to sit and rest. Come back to it. I'm trying to watch the game. I'm cutting into the duck. I'm not thinking about it. It's hard. To, duck's a lot harder to cut than a chicken. I make a mess of it, and I'm like, wait, I need a picture. Oh, I've ruined this thing. I have ruined this thing. Yeah, there's no filter. There's no duck filter. There's, no, there's <laughs> no duck recovery filter. So I had to find an older picture today. But, uh, you know, if you want smoked ducks for Christmas or Thanksgiving, holla at you. How many boy. can you do at a time? I can do six at a time, seven if it's a, if it's a push. I like to do three runs. So basically, thanks. I took, I took the day off before Thanksgiving. My buddy Poe's going to come. So it's it's a four, hour, four to six hour brine, two hours in the fridge open so they can kind of dry out. I hope to God on Thanksgiving Day it's less than 50 degrees outside because I can brine them. I can I can dry them out in the, in the garage with a with a floor fan, which only takes one hour. Then, Is but it sugar it has salt brine. Uh, I do sugar salt brown sugar brown sugar salt uh, bay leaves. Got the bay leaf tree, garlic, and some black peppercorns. Um, and sometimes I'll throw some extra citrus in there. Do the bay leaves do anything? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They keep you at bay. 
Uh, do you put paprika in it? Does that do anything? That's in the that's on that's on the that's on the outside on the rub, and then take it out, let it dry, stuff onions and oranges up the ass, as you do, and then season it. Cook for two and a half hours, maybe three, and then let them finish it off at their own home oven. So basically, it's three. What last year I did. 16 ducks, so it was three runs. Do you have so, one of those pellet smokers five, 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 that texts you when it's done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when it's at temperature, when, when, it, when it smokes right, when you can change it from your phone, and it'll text you when it, when it shuts down. It's like, mine is called, shout out to Shay, Old Campy Chef. Because we renamed it. When it updated like the June before last, I had to give it a name. and was like, Shay and I were there together, or stoned, and he was like, I was like, what do you want to call something besides Camp Chef? He's like, what about Old Campy Chefy? And I was like, done. We're very <clears> high. That's yeah. That's the now. That's since then it's got thirteen hundred and forty hours on it since June twenty twenty one. Yeah, I guess it keeps track of it. It's, yeah, if it, it keeps text you every cook. Go- I can like write down what I did, the time it was on. Like you can, it'll keep track of everything for you. What if you really fucked it up one time? Is that a shameful reminder of of your inadequacy? I mean, it could be. <laughs> I mean, du- the, you don't want to mess up some duck, but you know what's not a shameful reminder of last week? It's this week's. It's the quote of the week. He can eat corn cob. He can eat corn on the cob through a chain link fence. <laughs> he can eat corn on the cob through a chain link fence. Whose mouth were they talking about? Please tell. Me. Shout out Quinn Sean Smith, aka my brother-in-law Sean Smith. There was a guy on old Mrs. Running Back's name was Quinn Sean Judkins, and he had jacked up teeth. And we're just trying to figure out Quinshawn Judkins. That sounds like Key and Peele. <laughs> it does. That is Quinshawn Judkins. It sounds like they got the letters mixed up. Yeah. On the it didn't spell Sean right either. But his teeth were jacked up. My brother-in-law goes, he can eat corn on the cob through a chain link fence. Just the, the image of, of a man trying to eat corn on the cob through a chain link fence. Not having sense to put the corn through the fence, but actually going no, through. <laughs> the corn's lateral, so he's trying to eat through the, the ch- chain links. It looked like he had done it a few times because his mouth was, his grill was bad. That hurt me. That pretty hurt, much hurt Quinshawn. You know what may have actually hurt somebody, though? You don't want to hurt anybody you love. And you have some friends you're more willing to hurt than others because they're not as sensitive or they need the pain, right? You know, they're, go, they're going so, through some times, you get to tough love them. And sometimes you, they're just one of your more, not that they're a sensitive friend, it's that they're such a, a gentle soul that you feel bad when you hurt them in the slightest way. You can't, like, break their balls at all because they'll take You can it. break their balls some, but they're, it's like they get less ball-breaking because they just they don't need it because they're already a good soul. You know what I mean? Oh, so they don't need any um, um, moral adjustments. They right. just... They, they, and they're just... They, you just have to temper the way you speak to them. Kind of. You just don't... You don't want, more so that you don't want to slight them because then you feel like, oh, man, this guy's such a great guy, and I slighted him by, on purpose or by accident. And so I felt like last week I may have slighted somebody that's like that to me. Oh, okay. Somebody we all we can you know you know we love and call sunset. Oh, you're talking. Oh, and he's not a, that fucking sensitive. It's a, it's, I know exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I was beating off sensitive. You were going on to it. He's not sensitive. It's just he's a gentle soul. So I got Paxton a gift a few last week, and so I got Kelly what? the same gift. But inside of this gift, uh-huh. Kelly, it's something I'm at to show it because there's no camera on Kelly. It's something I've been, I I wrote Kelly since week one. Of the college football season, yes, which is $5. A crisp Lincoln. <laughs> and then inside of this also is, uh, come on here with me, buddy. It's something I don't think you'll put on your car, but uh, if you want it, you can't have it. It's from Bubba Gumbo, so it's a dog. No? Is that a no? Yeah, no, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He won't put it on his car, but. Yeah, you don't put stickers on your car. Not German cars don't do that. 
Yeah. But you have a sticker place in your house. You put stickers, right? I got plenty of stickers. And there you go. So I thought, plenty hey, of Kelly, I'm sorry I forgot about your $5 for, and you kept reminding me week to week. I was like, I want to make this a bit that I owe him this money, but also I like started feeling bad. So Thank you for this. So we talked about it the other night, and I was like, there's um, Kelly gently mentioning that, you know, you guys had a bet going. Yeah. And because you know why? Because he's a nice guy. He doesn't need to bring it up. And he knew it wasn't refusal. It's not that he's sensitive. It's just, he's just Kelly's just easy going. He's going. He goes to flow very well. And it wasn't refusal you and I to pay for me. Goers. And I wasn't going against the dogs. I love the dogs. I'm a Clemson guy. I think we bet on the spread, the right? It was yeah, it was a spread. That's we all it was. It was a spread. It bet. was the first game of the season. It was a huge, what like 52, 53 points. Yeah. And I'm thinking out of the gate. That's a tough one to navigate. Yeah. And I thought, and I'm, I'm cocky. I was like, yeah, we got this. So I was like, you know, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to take. My five dollars. Yeah, I'm taking the points, yeah. and this is why you don't bet on your own team because you don't exactly. It, it, it's a, and I don't usually want to bet, but it's Kelly. I was like, you know what? I'll take the bet because it's Kelly. I'm surprised you, you would even engage in gambling at all. It was an honest. <laughs> He's such a noble man. Yeah. It was an honest wager. Yeah, it, it it wasn't very honest wager. Thank you, Clint, and thank you for the cup. Thank you for the sticker. And Pax has been using his cup. I I, I like mine. And they're, they're they're good cups. The thing is, the last game I went Bad to bedside cups. Bedside cups, yes. Uh, I'm a little clumsy in bed because I'm I'm one of those few males that needs 12 pillows. I don't have 12, but we've discussed this before, I think. All right, I've got head. <laughs> I've got one next to my body that I can just lay my arm onto the side of me. I got the cuddle pillow. I got backup cuddle pillow that goes for left arm setting. And then, the, and then of course, the crotch pillow. This dude's got a system for everything. <laughs> You need, a, you need a drop for that. You, you, you have a mayonnaise for chicken salad and a mayonnaise for sandwiches. You have uh-huh. a pillow for, for snuggling, a pillow that you can kick away easily. Yeah, and I've got backup one in case I lose my cuddle pillow. Then I have to go find it on the floor. But in that... You got kick- three on top of an ice block so they stay nice and cool so you can rotate well, them good, out. Well, I will now. Um, but You're welcome. because of that, on the, my bedside drink is a Yeti with a lid and a straw in it because I have knocked it over... Seven or eight times, and on the other side of that is my dog in his bed. You know what a dog really likes is waking up to like <laughs> ding to the dome of a, of a metal yeti. So then I'm apologizing the dog. His bed's wet. Everything's a mess. So I just keep the lid on there. Sometimes you got to keep a lid on things. I'm not good at keeping a lid on things, but you know, not typically. Not typically. What, are, are you good about? Uh, so uh, we we had a little communication issue earlier today. I was asleep, and you're like, "Wear them clips, bruh." Hmm. And I didn't answer because I was asleep. And then I woke up. He was like, I'll tell you what. This is in the text. <laughs> okay. I was like, his Vidalia is coming out of him. <laughs> he goes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I ain't coming out there. <laughs> tell you was one word. Tell you, I, said, I said, I'm not leaving my house. Tell you what. I ain't leaving my house <laughs> until I get them clips, you some bitch. You know what worked? You know what worked? I got the damn clips. It was the third time I've asked for them. In fact, he just kept either forgetting or not wanting to do them. And I was like, he's begrudgingly going to give me his goddamn clips. And I knew the mood that he was in, so I couldn't use the I Vidalia. Was in a great mood. I couldn't use the Vidalia line right then because his country comes out. His country slant, his country uh, accent. I ain't helping you now. <laughs> comes out twang, when, he, when he's in a heat. So I was like, you know, I like twang in my, in my, in my mayonnaise and I like twang in my talk sometimes. So uh, we we had a little few communication problems earlier, but you know nothing we couldn't you know overcome. No, but there are certain things, and there are time there are certain times for certain things. And if I've texted you a few times, and then just the obviously the ability to text something long, you, you could do it. Yeah, but sometimes it's easier to make a phone call. But always warn with a text that a phone call is coming. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever no condom a phone call? Especially with you. Yeah. I'm, I warn you because sometimes you're like, ah, phone's ringing, someone's calling me and you don't answer. But like today I had to call you when you're in the car because that was like, it was it was of, of time. 
If time's of the essence. But we have been communicating. But we have been communicating, correct. But do, do you ever call Raw? Yeah, you call Raw. Yeah. I Raw call all the time. I don't. I have certain friends I talk to at certain times. Like, when I leave here on Mondays, I'm going to talk to Grant mo- more than likely. So, I'm gonna. he knows there's a Clint call coming between 9 and 11. And then Richard and I usually talk around that time, too. 9-11, that reminds me of that tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was well, last year on like, September when I ran that stoplight. If I call Paxton, it's usually there's a, a certain reason. Not necessarily super serious, but... This is a genuine moment. Like, well, when you're driving the cab, yeah. I know that it is way more efficient for you just to pick up the yes, phone raw. absolutely. Yeah. Billy, do you raw phone call or do you oh, text her? Never? Let's, hold on. Yes. Let's, <laughs> Billy is the fourth person in the room that none of you have ever heard of because Paxton didn't do any introduction. He's like, hey, Billy, Billy's our ghost. No, that's why, that's why I did it that way. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, I will no raw, raw call. No raw phone calls, thank you. I'll raw call, but like, it's, it's always, you, they could be expecting a call to make it. It's a, it's a regular thing around that time of day. All right, it, it's... Between 2.30 and 3 o'clock, four days a week, my father can expect a phone call because I'm on the way to work. And my, my last job, it was between, I went to work between 4.30 and 5, so I'd call my sister almost every other day and just to get some time to talk because our hours are so misbalanced. You know, she goes to work at 7 a.m. and gets off at 5. And so five days a week, I'm at work those hours. No, I understood, but take out the people that you communicate with on a regular basis, right? I'm not raw calling Eric Thomas. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're not raw calling. Tra- Travis Udon. Yeah, you're not raw calling Those someone days. that you speak to twice a week already. No, right? but it's, if it's somebody I don't talk to a lot, it's rare. I still, I'll feel them out first. I still don't raw call anyone. I feel you don't call anyone. I, I, I'll, also, I'll, I'll, feel, <laughs> I'll feel it out here and there. But on the opposite end of that, something that's more important to me, it's when a when it, what's a phone call could have easily been a text, especially when you call someone. They don't answer. They text you back. Hey, I can't talk. What's up? Give me a call when you got a minute. You call them, and what they need to tell you. They say in one sentence, that's a text message. Get milk. Whatever the hell it is, it's a text message. You say it in one sentence. What time are you going to be over here later? I, I don't know. Text me. I'll tell you. But to make me call you, it's a little That's the, That's the person when you do call them. You start uh, uh, shooting out the little uh, the little indicators like, all right, well, let me let you go. Yeah. No. You, they don't hear those things. When, no. When, you, when, when, when they call you because you're like, hey, what, what's up? What you need? They call you again. Like, oh, I meant to call you back the other day. So you text them, meant to call you back. What'd you need? They call right then because they know you're by your phone. And you're like, hey, what's up? I'm in the car about to be at work. You, you lay the groundwork for, I'm going to have to go soon. Yeah. And then they, what time are you going to be here? Or uh, what should I bring tomorrow? You know, anything that's a quick answer. And then once you get through that, then they're like, so what's been going on? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm driving to work. About still, there. still going to work. Do you have a voicemail availability on your phone? I do. I don't. I let it fill up pretty much on purpose so I, that I no have, one can. I, for food, I sell food, so I have to. Oh, yeah. I don't take voicemails because like probably four of my biggest, my four biggest clients are over sixty five. That's the that's the voicemail generation. Well, I can tell you what my voicemail is filled up with probably if I ever listen to them. Don't call me out like that. No. It's not me. No, no. It's, hey, call me back. Oh, my <laughs> God. I will fucking beat you. Who leaves a voicemail that says, call, call me, me back? back. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me. I'm just giving you a call. I know you called. Did the phone ring five times? Then I know you called. Shout out to Richard. You bastard. All the time. We'll be on the phone. One of our phones cuts out. He calls back and leaves a voicemail. <laughs> I know that something happened to the phone call. We were just on the phone. Hey, I don't need you to... we got disconnected. Yeah, yeah, we did. Did we? I wasn't on the call. What happened? Bruh, I know. It's it's something about, like, he's got two kids. He's he's 43, but now he's 80. And so he does that. And it's like, 
Come on. It's like my grandfather. I, you remember my grandfather. We called it Bestafar, which is the Norwegian word for a grandfather because he was from, from Norway. And he was a very, he was a very curt, stern man. He had a lot to say, but it was very long and boring because he was a soil scientist. But he had a cell phone we got him. Like, hey, we soil need- scientist. Yes, an agronomist. It's okay. very exciting, very cold energy. <laughs> and he, 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 uh, he, he, we got him a voice, uh, a, voice a, fo- a cell phone so we could find him or he could use it in emergencies. See what he would do? He would take a cell phone out of his glove box. He'd pull over. He'd make a phone call. He would call you. He would hang up the phone, turn off the phone, put it back in the glove box. I prefer that. Oh, my. That's, that's the life hack. You know why he turned it off? Why? To save the battery. Uh, I thought he meant so it wouldn't distract I, him driving. I, it didn't, wasn't I, for- didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell him, well, no, no, the battery charges pretty cheaply from a house. And I think for like the first three months, he thought that the battery that was in there was it. <laughs> and it was going to be like double A's coming back in that bad boy. Like he's got to undo the back of it and fix it. Because he would call me. Like, Clint, I'm giving you a call. Maybe Norwegian battery or Norwegian cell phone batteries are one time use. I've just gotten into use. Savannah. I ring. We're going to meet at Garibaldi's. At what time again? All right. Just give me a ring back. But then he turns the phone off. So I'm doing smoke signals to get his attention in traffic. Like, where are you? I thought he was being a safe driver by turning the phone off. He was a safe driver until he was 90. Like, you got to quit driving. He was like, but do I? There's one thing I won't do in the car is touch my phone at all. I, I, I'll do. I have it hooked to my Bluetooth in one car and the other car. If I'm expecting a phone call to use it, there's a headphone in. Even still, I'm still not answering it. I'm not doing. I'm not texting in the car. So I'm at a complete stop. Or there's, I'll talk to the phone to text stuff if I need to. But it's very rare that you need to be driving and return text. No, I like I like watching somebody who's. Have, at least, if you're gonna do it, at least do it like this. If you can't see me, I'm holding my phone up eye level so I can look at the phone, not phone down by your lap to be indiscreet, looking down while you're driving the car. Guess where your eyes are? Away from the road. Well, buddy. The, well, that, that's the uh, that's the chicken egg situation. So now that they made it illegal to use your phone in a car, people hold it down to hide it. To hide it. But you're not looking at your dick while you're driving. <laughs> in the hands-free thing. Question for you, both of you. All right, it's a hands-free state. Can I eat a hamburger? Can I dip my hamburger in mayonnaise? On the other hand, do we know the answer to this question? Can I take my bowl of pho with me in the car? That's ridiculous. <laughs> you put it in the pho container. That's what we have right here. Okay. You put your pho in there. You have a pho straw. You kind of chop everything up. I've got a goddamn system for everything, don't I? You chop everything up pretty good. You take the lid. You cut out a little corner of it. And you just... I thought this was a bit. He's fucking serious. Yes, I have walked. I have walked through downtown Savannah, living boomies with pho and one of these. Already just chopped the meat up real good and just sip it on that noodle broth meat goodness. It's like the Wayne's World car where they had the <laughs> the red rope licorice coming out of the dispenser. <laughs> exactly. God, come on, man. Hey, you don't never even need a pho on the go, yo. Pho on the go. All right, guys. Uh, really exciting so second on the half. Back second half, we're gonna have we're gonna have a friend on an uh, international friend, and uh, we. Uh, uh, just met him this weekend. He's in town until Wednesday, and uh, super excited to have him on. Uh, also, uh, please uh, remember to follow David Smiley Art on Instagram. He does all of our uh, our logos and stuff like that. He's a great artist, and uh, he can do work for you as well. And we will see you in the second half. Hey, guys. Paxton here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, there's a few simple things that you can do that will really help us out. Number one, whether you listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever, You can drop us a rating and a review if you haven't already. Positive or negative, we'd love to hear from you. And the more ratings and reviews that we receive, the more we'll be put in front of new audiences. Also, if you listen on Spotify, you can easily share episodes to your Instagram stories. 
If you watch us on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. You might not be. And finally, why not shoot us an email with any service industry or just general stories that you'd like us to share? We always love hearing from you, and we love using your stuff. The email is frombehindthebarcast at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you, and enjoy the second half of the show. And welcome back. We have a special guest tonight from the United Britain of Great Kingdom, <laughs> Billy Morton. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So uh, we met the other night uh, at work, and we got to chat a little bit last night. And at Huckapoo's. At Huckapoo's. And uh, this is your, how many times have you been to the U.S.? So in total, we've been here four times. This Georgia, uh, if we're not counting it in order, is my 41st state. God damn. 40, 41st state? 41st. I haven't been to 41 states. So on this current trip, how many states have you been on to? On this current trip, I did all of New England. So I think that's five all in. And then four more new ones so far, which is Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia. And then Alabama left on this trip. And then we don't know from there. We're not planning that far ahead. But sure, essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what brought you in the first place? Uh, your first... Uh... The first ever trip to yeah. this country? Um, so there's a short and long version. Essentially, finished uh, university. I uh, wanted to like do some sort of trip over that summer before you, know, you get hit in the face with the real world. Yeah, life. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I was looking at things to do. Um, and I saw a video of a musician, Shaky Graves. Uh, playing live at the parish in Austin, Texas. Uh, then I looked up with my mate. I looked up flight prices from England to Austin, uh, and they were extortionate. So I was like, yeah, okay. Austin's expensive to fly to Austin for anywhere. Yeah, it's just really far. So I was like, oh, what's, where's the cheapest place in America I can get a single ticket to? And it's New York. So we basically turned it into a road trip that started in New York and ended in Austin, Texas. So rented a car? Yeah. So like, yeah Had okay. either one of you been here before? I'd been once, but that was just a straight-up New York holiday. And you hadn't driven a car here? No. So how was that shock of driving on the other side of the road? Wrong side of the road. Um, <laughs> other side of the road. Wrong side of the road. No gears. Um, you all merge on the motorway like maniacs. Yes. Um, the, your indicators are apparently optional. <laughs> As a BMW driver, um, I hear that a lot. Yeah. So it was... So, so over there, everyone uses the goddamn turntable like you're supposed to? Yeah, and so the, the biggest thing I got told by my parents who had driven a little bit in this country before we set off, because I was 21 for that trip, because, you know, you have to wait for legal drinking age in this country. But the, they told me, essentially, I'm going to have to drive significantly more aggressive. I'm going to have to drive like if I drove that way in England, everyone else on the road will think I'm an idiot. Yes, But right. if I don't do that, I'm going to be stuck in the same lane. Because in England, if you want to change lanes, you put that indicator on, wait 20, 30 seconds, make sure everyone knows, everyone and their mother knows that you're about to move into that lane. Then you do it. And there's, no, here, no shot. People will beep at you because you've got your indicator on and yep. you're oh, letting yeah. them know you're I mean, they're like, they'll get in the lane and then turn on for a second. Like, oh, yeah, I did yeah, that. yeah, yeah. By the way, I just moved lanes. I'm just letting you know now with my indicators <laughs> yeah. afterwards. I don't know if you saw that, but I moved I lanes. Have, so this trip I'm, I'm doing on my own, still doing driving. Obviously, the previous trips. So I've done another trip that was Chicago to San Francisco. Um, but that was, again, with two other friends. They've now gone on to, like, you know, get married, not to each other, but just in general and have lives and 
goals and careers. And yeah, I but, was like, no, I'm good. But but, 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 Born states, though? Yeah, I was have like, they been to West Virginia? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I haven't got drunk in South Carolina yet, so how could I possibly <laughs> settle down with a woman? My story isn't over yet. Yeah. I have not gotten drunk yeah, in Charleston. Yeah, I found her, and she might be in South Carolina. She might There's be in There's a lot Georgia. of options in South Carolina. She might be in Alabama, and we won't know She might be in we West Virginia. There. We don't know. I hope know. for your case she's not in Alabama or West Virginia, though. Yeah, so yeah, we only saw West Virginia essentially from the car. But yeah, driving on my own now, I've, I've discovered that I, I talk out loud a lot when I'm on my own. To the other cars? Yeah, and I have shouted, Same. the indicator is the little stick next to the wheel, mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've shouted that, I reckon, 15 that's, times. That's good yeah. old-fashioned American road rage, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. This, yes. Yeah. We take road rage to another level. So have you ever driven in other countries besides our two countries? Uh, yeah, bits of Europe, but very briefly. And again, they are wrong side of the road. Like it's it's uh, England is basically just backwards. Like, like a theme here that everyone's on the wrong side of the road. Maybe it's you. you. Yeah. <laughs> on the wrong side of the road. No, I'll just stick to it. If you met English people before, <laughs> what we do is correct. We measure things in an archaic fashion. Yeah, stones um, based on tens and one hundreds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like to keep it simple. We do do miles, which is nice. Most rest of Europe doesn't. But yeah, and then this country, so this trip, setting off on my own, first time I got a car was leaving downtown Boston. And I haven't driven in England for like two, three years. I got rid of my car in COVID and just never needed it again. Um, and Boston's like someone threw spaghetti on a map. Oh, and we're like, these are the streets now. So the one thing I've always thought in this country is, Got to be good if you lot had more roundabouts because then you don't have to do the stop <laughs> yeah, junction. We're getting there. We're getting and there. I don't have to work out whose go it is at the stop junction because it does seem to operate purely on vibes. I know there is a rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially first come, first serve, but usually yeah, it's like, no. you know what? I need, I'm in a bigger hurry than you are. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on. You should on be there. able to tell that. My brain indicator tells yeah. you that. And I'm in like my little rented Nissan Sentra, and that guy's got a truck that is obscenely large. If he <laughs> looks so at clean. me, if he looks at me and you know, insinuates that he's going to go next. He's going next. You're I'm too of, English. I'm not. Buy- that's, that's after you. He's, got, no, you after you. he's got two more tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. No, I'm out. But So I set off from downtown Boston out of the uh, out of the car park, and my sat-nav just went, oh, at the roundabout, take the third exit. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? You said roundabout? There were roundabouts in this. Yeah. I didn't know. I yielded to everybody on that roundabout. <laughs> if I hadn't... Safe. If I hadn't got lucky and just accidentally been in the correct lane, I'm, there's a chance I'm still on that roundabout now. <laughs> like, I would have just gone round and round, just uh, unable to move. The circle remains unbroken. Yeah. And there Billy was in 2028, <laughs> circling the roundabout. Thank God he had a solar-powered electric car. So what have you found in terms of, uh, so each state that you do visit, um, what is typically your, uh, your, your measure for uh, how you uh, view the people? Is it from interacting with them at bars and pubs? or in any other setting? So essentially, it's, it sounds relatively sad when I say it out loud, but I realize this is essentially what I do, is I will arrive in a new city, in a new state, I walk around until 6 p.m., touristy things, look at stuff, take pictures, keep the Instagram ticking over lovely. And then I have, which is now an established rule that started on our first trips like 10 years ago when there was other people with me, is essentially we have a three-bar rule which is you can't call it on a town. You can't say this town's boring or this town's not that much fun or there's not a lot going on until you've been to three bars. That has cool. genuinely never, ever let me down. Not once. The and it's almost always rolling. the third bar is where I meet either a, 
just an incredibly eccentric person or I meet someone that I get on with really well who then takes me to the next four, five, six So I was going to ask, do, do, do you let each bar tell you about the next bar? Essentially, I try, like if I'm staying a little bit out of town, then the, that's the Uber driver's job. Is to, I just put in a, a place on, and then once I'm in the Uber, I'm like, if you know somewhere better than right. where we're currently heading, I'll happily go there. So I have a rule uh, with my bar customers, if they're cool, then I suggest them to other cool places where people that I like work yeah. or that I know are fun. If I don't like them, then I'm like, hey, go to the Crab Shack or whatever. You know? <laughs> to, to call any place directly out. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so I, it's uh, and it's typically on a referral basis in terms of, you know, you go and sit in a place and you're mm-hmm. having fun. Typically, someone's going to be like, uh, hey, you should try. I mean, a lot of people find Huckapoo's by going to have dinner somewhere and that's their server. Hey, where should we go to a bar later? And they're like, hey, here's here and here down front. Huckapoo's on the other end of the island. Where, how did you come upon Huckapoo's? Was it a referral? So Huckapoo's, so Tybee in general, so this, I don't book a lot. Like I say, like even towns are referrals, essentially. And I don't book a lot. So I knew I was flying from Boston to Atlanta, and I knew Savannah was nice. So I was like, I'll book Savannah, and I'll work it out from there. Then as I get into Savannah, I realize how close it is to Tybee Island. And Tybee Island is a place I've heard of before, Courtesy of a international customer, former customer essentially of Hockapoo's, Chris Wesling, who has got a little mural in the in the bar. You um, know, you, oh, that's how you know about yeah, Savannah, because of Chris Wesling. Yeah, because Chris Wesling. We have we have people that take pilgrimages to our phone at Huckapoo's. Yeah, yeah, because on his podcast around the league. Yeah, when he was on Tybee at Huckapoo's. They would call they would him call there. Him. Yeah. Holy, are you so, an American football fan? So I am, yeah, which is how I knew him. And then he was always my favorite writer, really, before I knew him from, from podcasts. Yeah, Roto like, World. Some yeah. of his longer form pieces when he then moved to NFL were some of the best sports writing I've read. Uh, then when he was going through his cancers, uh, my dad was going through the exact same cancer at the same time. Oh, so damn. me and Chris used to exchange messages on Twitter DMs and things because I – Love the way he spoke about it's like it. So any dead body, man. It's gonna be Chris, man. Because, like, he's, so yeah. And, he's and I, so I think I was, I was speaking to other people at Huckapoo's who who knew him, um, Todd and Tammy. Yeah. Um, but and and they were so touched by, like, that they recently just done a trip to to England to watch the NFL games, the, yeah, the, the, the national Falcons series. Game, yeah. yeah. And nobody knew they were from. Georgia or Ty- they just knew they were American and then they're Falcons fans so they're kind of guessing okay you're from Georgia and the amount of people when they said well we're kind of from this little place called Tybee near Savannah if you know Savannah and the amount of random people that were like yeah we know Tybee Huckapoo's Chris Wessling Chris Wessling yeah. that is he's, I, a, that's he's, a, he's a star and he was, I, I had yeah. no idea his reach until uh, I've ran into a couple of people like that that were like I would never expect them to know because Chris was one of the first people that uh sort of uh, implored me to be like, hey, be in broadcasting in some sort of way. Like, you know, chit-chat somewhere on a microphone. You already do it, you know, on your own time anyways. And then uh, I DJed his wedding at, no with, uh, yeah, with Lakeisha. And it was, uh, and our old mayor of Tybee was their officiant. And that was one of the last times I really got to saw him, you know, because it, he was getting to yeah. that point. And he was such a hard fighter. And, and, and he was the guy. Nothing, nothing bad is actually going on right now. He was just pretending. Like, he, he, just he, the just the best dude, and he, he made everyone around him, at all times, feel at their peak in some way. Just, just, just any sort of compliment from can him. We, can we give any, Chris? Can we, can we give me a group? Uh, but yeah, I had no idea that you were aware of Chris Wessing at yeah, all. Yeah, so that, that touches my my heart yeah. and soul, buddy. He's genuinely the only like non-family member. 
death that I've cried at when I heard that news because I was just like, that's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, odd interpersonal, my dad going through the exact same thing he's going through at the time. And I really appreciated, you know, it's harder to talk to your parents about these things yeah. than it is, you know, if someone, a stranger essentially is going through it and they can vocalize yeah. what they're going through so well yeah. some, that it's some, really helpful. Especially my, from my, a writer. My mother yeah. was going through she her third bout with cancer, her final one, at the same time he was going mm. through his. So him and my mom would beat up on Tybee and yeah. talk about cancer stuff and yeah. like lament with each other. And it's, this is. Yeah, both of my parents died of cancer when I was younger. And whenever Chris was going through that, I was like, hey, man, I, I don't know anything medically, but I do know like the, the emotions so like if you ever want to talk you know and we we had a few opportunities to you know but obviously that's not something in his personality to be like hey listen listen to what's going on and at the right bar now. too yeah. you're not, you're not running into him a lot of other places so, so wait, you said you're a american football fan i am do yes. you have a team i i don't know um i know it wasn't going to be the patriots no so i have uh, i have a soft spot for the oh, charges the but that okay. that went when they left san diego I really like San Diego as a place. I really love Philip Rivers. Um, which, which one of his his fourteen kids is your favorite? Oh, though? I like the way that he doesn't swear properly, <laughs> <laughs> or pull out. Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Not pull out properly. Either. No, yeah, he was in what we would call in England a top shagger. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, if someone's rocking out with that many kids, you know, um, <laughs> he's had his own football team. And yeah, to be that, you know. And, and he was a really great guy. Great guy, like and a, he would say dang nubbit or whatever those weird <laughs> things were. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. You'd say gardenia yeah, instead yeah. of goddamn it. Yeah. There, there was a, a, B, a BYU basketball player at a game the other day. He fell into the fans, and the fans pushed him off. He goes, hey, get the F off of me. Yeah. <laughs> he, could, he didn't even say F. I was like, do you get suspended for a game by BYU if you drop the fuck bomb? I like the, uh, the, the non-cussing cussing. Well, gardenia. Well, see, well cuss- son of a biscuit eater. See, cussing here is a little different than cussing where you live. Yes. Because there's certain words that people here get very offended at that you guys use as a colloquialism you know, mm. to describe anybody. Yeah. And, like, uh, we'll, just, we'll just say the cunt is the big one, probably. It's the I, I will be rolling halfway through some sort of bizarre anecdote, and I will f- catch myself in this country having to ask, I'm about to say the C word, are you going to be incredibly upset? Pro tip, just women, just err on the side of caution. Most of the time, they, I think they just want to look White cool. Women. So they say, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. Let, let's hear and it. And they'll say it, and then 30 seconds later, they've walked off. Yeah, they're so, clutching yeah, their yeah, yeah. Well, That's yeah, yeah, too. Like, okay, just, fair yeah, no, I had, yeah, I've had some interesting ones. I essentially, I turn on what, when my grandmother was still alive, because I am English, and I do swear a lot in the flow of normal sentences. Right. I'll drop fucking for no reason just because yeah. I can't it's my filler word it's an instead adju- of um it's I will just a, yeah, say fucking it's an adjective it's an adjective it's a, verb an adverb yeah. Yeah. it does everything you need it to do and it anything, really fucks yeah anything I don't know what it is it's that it's fucking a fucking thing, thing. Um, <laughs> yeah what the fuck so so cunt can be used as oh he's a, he's a ripe old good cunt or he's cunt can be good and bad I can like text one of my friends now and say you're like you're a good cunt you and he will know what that you means. You can really play with the cunt and, and do fine. what you want. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, you can be a Utilitarian lovely Utilitarian word. Yeah. 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 It's the, yeah, in England, I think the word means less now because everyone just basically swears all the time. But the you can still deliver it with the same with the ferocity. Same, yeah. Yeah. Like you can still upset someone with it, but you're going to have to mean there, it. There, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people here, one time, it's over. Your friendship is ruined yeah. for, them, for cunting them. But it also is down to inflection, you know. So there are certain American words that like, or Amer- American slang terms that if you say with a certain ferocity or a certain like inflection. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like, uh, yeah, you can tell if there's like malicious, you know, meaning yeah. behind it, you know. 
And so it, it's all about context. But we were talking uh, the other night about uh, so, especially talking about American football. Punter is something different here, yes, than it is over there. Yeah, punter and, essentially is some just somebody who gambles or is just having a go at something. But it would be a punter they're trying something us. out that they're not. Yeah, they're having a punt, which I think probably still would come from the same maybe like I, etymology I or gonna, whatever. I thought it was going to be gay, a gay term. No, but no, punter. yeah. Although I could be well in, misinformed, and it might well be. I'm just not big in. But the see, game. the etymology yeah. of that is, I think it would. It, I, that slang has probably been used in England. More, before American football was around. Yeah, but you would punt a rugby ball, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. You punt a rugby ball. Yeah. That's, I mean, you punt to get something away from you. You yeah. want to move on on. Well, my first foray into the, uh, the proper English vernacular was at an uncle of mine, and he said, uh, I was pissed outside of a Michael Jackson concert. I was like, well, what, what did Michael Jackson not play well, you know? But pissed. This is the biggest one here where I will be full flow story, and then I look over to the person, and they have... They're completely confused about they're, what I was talking about. It's the same mad. thing. I'd be like, I was so pissed last night. And then I carry on with just me being drunk, which is what that means. And they're like, me. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, honey. Like, what were you mad yeah, about? Yeah, but when you were drunk, who who really annoyed you? <laughs> Someone. <laughs> you know, who hurt you, Billy? Well, that's okay. not. What? No. I'm, I was just pissed, you know. Do, do your parents call you William or Billy? No, I am just Billy. Straight Billy, as I keep saying in this country. Cause <laughs> Is there a lot of gay Billy? The accent, the accent, <laughs> oh. the hair. I carry a little man bag. We had this discussion at Huckapoo's where a guy thought I, you know, I was, and I asked why, and he was like, "The bag." Were you drinking a Bud Light? <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's it." Yeah. Wait, that's... did you have it over the shoulder? Or... Yeah, I mean, I had it just over one shoulder, and I okay. was, I was kissing a dude at the same time, <laughs> right. so I, was like, I could it. see how he got confused. Natural, natural confusion. Yeah, but no. So I now, it, but I am just Billy anyway. William isn't my name. It's oh, it was Billy. just Billy. Yeah, birth certificate. It comes Billy. so far. Yeah, yeah, because typically, uh, yeah, it, yeah, if someone's named Billy, you're like uh, they're obviously William. Yeah. Billy, Billy, <laughs> you're just Billy. Yeah. Uh, we have a bit where uh, anytime anyone asks me anything about the podcast, I'm like, yeah, my podcast partner, and they're like, oh, mm. I didn't know you had a oh, partner. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Clint's my partner. And, and, it's, then, and, it's, and it's, I, I get more somehow the heat as you were like, so I didn't know Paxton was queer. I'm like. <laughs> There's a lot of passion you don't know. Yeah. You don't. You don't. That's one of the things you don't want to give up. You don't want to tell them about it. You know. You want to make them. No, it out. I want to live the bit for as long you can as I as can. As long as you can. Uh, that seems a little bit archaic too. They're like, oh, uh, he's got an English accent. Gay. Yeah. yeah that, think, is, that is very southern it's, archaic. Yeah. It's it's accent which just sounds fancy, even though in England this is a relatively neutral voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, the hair probably doesn't help. I wear weird trousers. I've, you know, there are people in England you who said, would also You also said trousers. That's not going to help you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just what we got. Uh, well, look, I, that's what they were called originally. And it's not a super distinctive accent because you're from the north of England, right? Yeah, so I'm from the Midlands, essentially, but spend most of my time in the north. So you're from where exactly? Nottingham, so Robin Hood country. So all you out here know Robin Hood is. Yeah, is that's, cousin. that's all Leeds, we have, really. And then well. I went to school in Leeds and lived there for... Uh, 13 years. So you're looking at a map of England, you're right in the middle, pretty much. Yeah, it, it's, it's called the Midlands. It is essentially, yeah, you are. on the. If you are going from London to Scotland, it's a decent place to stop halfway. Okay, okay. And in England, uh, so it's flip-flop from the U.S. The north is our south, basically. So the, the more country, redneckish you people are in the north. You chain link fence up north, not to the south. Am yeah, I right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all my family's from the north, but they're lovely. Um, but no, so... Um, <laughs> is that why you're happy down here in the but south? North, north is where you will get your more interesting accents. Like, you'll get more rural countryside that is still significantly working class. Yeah, yeah. Most of the south's rural lands are all very... 
pretty areas that cost a lot of money to live in, essentially. The closer you get to London, the posher it is. is sure. basically oh, yeah, it makes sense, though. I mean, you know, London is the... So do you like do you like Indian food? I know London's like, uh, the, like the second best place to get Indian food. I do, and yeah. the best without I diarrhea. Do. Yeah. Yeah, no, there is in- exceptional Indian food there. For whatever reason, like, I've heard you go to, when you go to England, just eat Indian food and you'll be happy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think... You know, sadly, a hangover from colonialism. But one of the good things that we ended up with yeah. is, is is enough uh, another good people thing. from India yeah, who. Uh, but hasn't everything turned into a curry now? Though anything with anything with meat and sauce. Yeah, basically curry up. Yeah, that's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Not after it. a night out, like, is it kebab or curry? Kebab will be your main. Yeah, because curry requires you know cutlery and sitting down. Whereas yeah, kebab, yeah. kebab, you can, can shovel hand, that yeah, into yeah. your mouth while you wait for a taxi and then regret it for the next nine <laughs> hours. Not unlike we regret the morning. So. Here on Zybe, there's one restaurant that stays open until 2.45 where you can get that late-night food. So uh, at least here in Georgia, it's like uh, wings, burgers, chicken sandwiches, something yeah, like onion that. onion rings. That you're going to eat late at night, you know, before you go to sleep. But there's Appreciate only one restaurant fries. down here that stays open late enough after the bars to where you can get that. So typically, the, regret, the, the hangover regret of bad food choices doesn't happen from the night before. It happens from the morning. Uh, Whatever you choose once you're If you're in Savannah, there's an even worse regret. It's crystals. It's, Are you familiar uh, with crystal I'm or not, White no. Castle? White Castle? Oh, I know it's, White it's, Castle, it's, it's, so it's, yeah. Crystals is the southern version of White Castle. Okay. It's, the so diary has got more draw to it. <laughs> but they stay open 24 hours no matter what. Mm. Now, the service there, impeccably bad. Well, so, bunch of cunts. So how have you found it, like, particularly here in the south, and especially, like, with, uh, you know, pub bar culture is I think it's the biggest cliche of the south but like incredibly friendly Um, I think there's a huge difference I think Americans in general you know obviously it's a mass generalization and there are some C words but (laughs) like as a go if you were to walk into my local pub in Leeds which is a very nice pub it's lovely everyone in there is nice how big of a pub um it could seat probably like a hundred. Okay, it's pretty okay. big. I would say like yeah, if you had in my head for a reason, most pubs over there are like thirty. Yeah, so this tops. one's like more in the suburbs, so it's got room. Okay. My favorite pub in Leeds, if the if one person's coming down the stairs, you can't go up the stairs. It's just a tiny, tiny staircase that's been there since like seventeen something. Ah, uh, yes. But that's my favorite pub. But yeah, so it, say if you were in that pub, and the people overheard your accent, they would all go, oh. American guy over there and that's it no one's going to come talk to you about it really? no one's going to ask why you're there it's, some of it isn't unfriendliness some of it is British sure. well I don't want to intrude on your evening you know I don't know why you're there you could be incredibly sad and want to be alone so you're at the pub so I'll just leave you alone like, I'm not going to dive into a conversation with and you. I'm not going to be so pompous as to think that you want to yeah you, you want, want me, to, me act- to wander up and start saying where you should go and what you should do you see Whereas- I operate like that here mm. but that's just me but yeah, I think I we're international argue- though. You, I'm, we're, we're branching out more. Man, yeah. Yeah, possibly. I don't do a lot in that three bar rule. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm quite an outgoing guy. Yeah. But it's normally, I think the three bar rule is essentially just three pints because by the <laughs> third one, I'm just making eyes at people waiting for someone to talk to me. But. Like that one, no one's going to come talk to you in England in yeah. that way. No whereas, one's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" But that, that will always happen. That's yeah. I've, I've so I've been on this trip since October the tenth. Pretty much, apart from the days where I have to drive after I've been to pubs, yeah. I've not ended a night like on my own. Right. Once. Yeah. 
Like okay, I've so always just found friends. Don't brag. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've always just found friends. So, well, let me give you a little bit of the history of uh, of you being on here. You came in Saturday night, and you had your six shiner box, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like you cared to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found a kinship because I don't. I'm. What talk to anyone? Yes. I don't talk to anyone ever. Yeah. I don't care. So then I saw you last night, and you know we actually got to chat a little bit because it was so it was so dead up. There. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I left, and I was like, man, I got to get back in touch to see if you know Billy wants to come on just to just to chat a little bit. You know, like I I want the the perspective of someone you know who's not from here. I thought he was going to go all Aberdeen on us the entire time and want to talk about exclusively British stuff. I thought I was going to get like a, a nice cup with five dollars inside. That's what he said. <laughs> I forgot the gift yeah, this time. Yeah. But then I, I sort of felt you were a little reticent because uh, you thought it might have been a sideshow. I thought potentially what an incredible plan to murder a 30-year-old white person is to invite them on a podcast because who's going to say no? And God, we get him at so many good deaths. Yeah. No, when he got here, I knew that that was like in his head a oh, little bit. Oh, a thousand percent. Well, I can tell you, you stayed by the door the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, I've got downstairs, the... He stayed by the door with me. I said, I got the murder dungeon downstairs as well. And he goes, oh, well, that's just fucking great. <laughs> he goes, great. <laughs> oh, he dressed up for it, though. Yeah, I just... It's one of those things where you, you sort of semi grow out of like we have stranger danger. I don't know if you sure. taught it when you're younger, yeah. but like you know, don't our, get don't our, get in the our van. Our stranger danger is don't talk to that stranger. Not because he's going to kill you, because he's going to kill you with you wanting to murder yourself because he's so annoying. Yeah, that potentially would you also probably be, had yeah, to yeah, be you know, bump like into that, strangers. You know? there's, so there's, inter- some, there's some strangers here that are just they're just going to annoy you. Yeah, so you want to kill yourself, not more so than they're going to kill you. <laughs> they are dangerous went, to yourself, but you're going to yes. do it. <laughs> I went riding a car with them. Necessary. That could not be unlike certain other people that are. Uh, oh, come no. on! I got that vibe off of you, and I kept playing the bit because I was like, uh, "He he thinks he thinks I'm taking him over here mm-hmm. to murder him in my dungeon." Well, then he comes in, I'm making drinks and stuff, and I blended up mm-hmm. cucumber. And-, and Kelly picked him up last night, uh, and I was like, "Oh, that either makes it worse or better." But the only person that would kill another person without proper cause, oh, shit, it's the Karen. He's gonna go first. Of the week, I'm going first. Yeah. It's the Karen of the week. Oh, shit. Everyone's favorite segment, the Karen of the week. So we did a podcast last Thursday because Clint had a had the uh, the runny bottom. <laughs> more on that in just a minute of my Darren. He had the runny bottom on Monday, so we had to sort of and space you, do, it out. Do you know what a Karen and a, a Karen is? I do, yeah. Karen is trans. I think our Karens have the same haircut as your Karens. Sure. Yeah, and, uh, so you can pick them is out. The, is the male Karen. Okay, yeah, I don't for, know what the haircut would look like. Uh, at... Kind of the same, or bald as fuck. I don't or know bald, why. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I went bald in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a, like a, like a Kentucky waterfall. Do you know what that is? A no, mullet. I don't. A mullet. Oh yeah. Party in the front. So you call them party the back. Yeah. Uh, I'm know. stealing Kentucky that. waterfall. Yeah, yeah, I'm stealing. Is there uh, yeah. an the Tennessee English, mudslide? Is there an English equivalent, uh, term wise, to Karen? I think we would call them Karens. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, and then it, it kind of sort of died. You know, it came like a big trend, then kind of died. But then all of the people you would call a Karen really spoke up about how much it offended them on the inside to be called a Karen. So then we all started doing it more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was probably going to pass on. But then oh, they, they, brought, they brought it back. And the yeah. pandemic helped reboost the Karens, too. Oh, yeah, they were all out. And, and then, then the people named Karen, like we, I encountered mm. one that changed her name. Her name was spelled Karen, but she was like, it's Karen or whatever. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> she was try- And the thing is, she had the, the, the personality of it. Yes. Yeah, you don't really – you could keep changing your name. If you were a Karen, yeah. you're a Karen. You're a Karen. Yeah, yeah, cut your hair, yeah, here's the thing you don't do. Tell other people what bothers you. Mm-hmm. The moment, if anything I know bothers Clint, hey, oh, yeah, <laughs> we are. So, 
like I said, we did the podcast last Thursday. But we're and, being cheeky when we do that. And very cheeky. And we haven't had a lot of time for me to have any uh, Karens necessarily. So I'm kind of, because we were kind of slow at work this weekend. But as a Hail Mary, today when I'm going to the liquor store to grab the Guinness for our friend here. Oh, you got it that late in the I, game? That late in God the game. Damn, L- literal Hail left. Mary. So, And typically my Karens and Darrens are Karens and Darrens that I experienced there being. I got to say, you've had, I think if we went back to the log of Karens in line, you're killing the game. You've had quite a few. The thing is, you live next to a Karen Depot, a.k.a. the Chews, during the summer is a Karen Depot. You can get a fishing license from there. They sell jewelry. It's, a, it's, a, it's really a here's how Karen the podca- mall. Here's how the podcast has ruined my mind. Every social situation I'm ever in, I'm like, is there content? Because if you're not involved in it, you can just watch it. And it's a beautiful thing to be, to be you know, just a fly on the wall, you know, just a, a specter in the room. So I go in. I'm looking for the four-pack of Guinness. Find it. A woman walks in with a mask. No judge there. You know, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But immediately... Pretty, pretty busy store, too. It's you, her, and... It's the, me and her and, and, the, and the cashier. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, that seems a little unnecessary. Pretty so windy I'm, out here. Uh, I'm keeping my distance no matter what. We never got close enough to each other because this is kind of like a big store. And You're, so here, she, you're here with the... <coughs> just to get, just to get more space. So she gets in line in front of me. She's got a bottle of Chardonnay, a uh, bottle of gin, which is Chardonnay, if, we're, if there's I mean, any. Chardonnay's a Karen drink. I mean, if there's <laughs> a Karen cocktail, it's Chardonnay Every gin. Karen gets uh, uh, allotted a bottle of Chardonnay once a month. It's a subsidy from the government, for sure. Not a lot of port wine drinking Karens. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Not a lot of Pinot Noir in the Karen. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to Pinot Noir with Cabernet. So the lady working the counter, so... Uh, it's a part of uh, the Choose convenience stores down here. So she's an Asian lady, probably. Is it the cigarette lady? No, it's not a cigarette lady. Okay. No, it's an Asian la- Asian lady, and you know, black don't crack. So she could have been eighty. She could have been sixty. The the, the cashier. Yeah, Asian ladies, it, it, but they, they, you don't yeah, know. Black no don't idea. crack. Asian don't raisin. That's that's, that's what Asian don't raisin. I was like, you keep saying black, but you know. So this Karen, uh, mid forties white lady. She points at a, a random bottle of stuff on the counter. She goes, hey, uh, how do you like this? Is this any good? And the old lady behind the counter is like, I, I don't know. I haven't tried everything I haven't in the store. tried every single. She goes on to be like, all right, that Johnny Walker Red, uh, h- how do you find that? And she's like, listen, I, don't... I was like, are you going to walk up to a morbidly obese person and be like, so keto, what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> or just in a, in a place with. A thousand different flavors of items. Of alcohol, which this old lady, Asian or not, she's probably not. She didn't come by the counter and go, do you need any help? She's like, you're going to figure it out for yourself or not. I thought it was a bit after the third thing that she asked about. She starts pointing. Uh, it, it was almost like uh, Brick Tamley's like, I love lamp. Anything she saw in the room, she was like, well, what about the things in the circular jars? She's like, how's the sugar on the Jaeger? <laughs> Ma'am. I don't drink any of these things. I'm an old Asian woman. Would you like to use credit card or cash? So I'm waiting. I'm patiently standing behind her, enjoying every minute of it. Karen goes, do you hear a buzzing sound in here? Was that your dick getting hard? It was like, my oh, raging semi. The, the cashier and I, we locked she, eyes. She finally, goes, she finally goes for the third camera. She up for a moment. And we both decide without speaking to each other. We, uh, we did not hear the sound. No, what are you talking about? She, 
She goes, you, you don't hear that? She's turned completely to me and I can still see the Asian lady. I was like, no, I can't. She turns back to her looking for some recognition. The Asian lady was like, I think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, then she, yeah, it, it was a very loud buzzing sound. So then the lady, this is how Karen she was. She goes, you guys are trying to make me look crazy. And she goes, well, not look crazy. Oh, feel crazy. Was she, well, did she look at you and look you up and down? When she said that line with her with her giant. She had one of the uh, like the the late model mask on, which had like the really sharp point on the, the end. Point, I was like, like, like Madonna's tits in the eighties. You look, <laughs> you look and act crazy right now, baby. It was that or the or the or the shield, the full face shield one. All right, so the shield, the thing, welder shield, the shield thing. I remember people were like, uh, if you worked at a certain like corporate ish place, they wanted the people to see your your facial expression, but they still wanted the... Well, because air only travels down, not up at all. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, how was, like, mass situation? Everyone followed it pretty They're very polite over well. there. Yeah. No, I'm saying we did until it became... Yeah, and so now... Well, some of us. Some people were in a hospital. You won't see people a lot now in England wearing them. Because I always think now I've it's become borderline Pavlovian at this point, where if I see someone in a mask, I'm like, fine. But never have I now wanted to cough more. I've suddenly developed a cough. Not on purpose. It's just now I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> oh, I can't. It, it, well, it, like, it is the wonder, dog whistle. Am I kind of sick yeah. or are they an asshole? Here's the thing. My, my biggest one is you're alone in a car with a mask on. Who else? That there, was all during the Is there a body in there? Panel? Yeah. Which Here's the thing. It's never been a better time for being a criminal than <laughs> mask time. You can rob banks. You can have dead bodies in the car. Mask on to complete the smell out of the way. But if you're in a car alone or if you were outside... 25 feet from another human being, the chances of anyone, anything from anyone's mouth getting in your mouth are astronomical. Like, the wind's got to be just at the right pace. People were on the beach here with masks on. I'm like, what are you... This is the same place to be. During the heat of it, um, I would mask up in public places where I would be around people. Yeah. And I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything like that. So if it was recommended, I would do it if I was going to be anywhere near anyone. Yeah, it's, not it's for me. Yeah. Not for me, just to be courteous. But now it's like the, the Pavlov's fucking bell right now. It's actually, I kind of respect it because, like, if you have the mask on, obviously I'm going to stay away from you just so I don't make you feel uncomfortable. And some people may be immunocompromised. They may need to have the mask on. Cool. But, but, but a lot now of it's are signaling, though. Now it's more of a signaling. Thing, I like, I I like so in the, it's become a thing in the, in, the, in, the, in the hood in Savannah to wear a mask on your chin. And just, but, like, I, I, I worked with a dude, watch this, in my restaurant for three months. Mask on, just chin, though. He'd never cut over his mouth. mouth. It was just. A part of his, his 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 daily like wear. He was like, not this mask, this one instead. Well, I would mask up more often than I typically would without any sort of outside uh, interference because so many Southern people down here, immediately at the beginning of masks, you know, they were like, "What are y'all queers doing? You gonna wear a mask? What are you afraid of a little bug or whatever?" I'm like, "You're the fat ass." As that's they gonna... their Bud Light that they hated it one yeah. year later. You're but the one. That... Like I always found that odd because you got the same thing in England, and I was like. I'm not like afraid. Like I'm not. I don't think the bug's gonna jump me down the alleyway. But I'd rather not get ill. If there's two options, get ill or not, or not, I'll yeah. take not. Which you're suggesting you would rather just be ill for the sake of looking a little bit like more machado for a little while. Odd choice because you're your gonna get a cold. Friends in the yeah. big giant truck. Yeah. Yeah, it was an odd. It was an odd like hill to die on. I thought exactly. Yeah, just be exactly, like, no, yeah. like if I'm a man. I'm gonna get ill. And do you think you doing that is gonna impress me in some sort of way? That like, you don't know me. I don't care. Should have warned about this part. We didn't. Oh yeah. Speaking of getting ill, 
This is the most <laughs> he didn't. We did not give Billy any heads up. I put this big one every time when I do my Karen or Darren of the week, or this is what I come with. So I got ill again. It wasn't Taco Bell this time. It was Grouper at a place I work somewhere. I won't tell you about River Street. Ah, it was the other night. There was two pieces of grouper filet in the window. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing with that fish over there? He goes, nothing. You can have them both. I'm like, I'll eat one. I'll be polite. Save the other one. Say somebody else wants it. Now, it may have been the grouper or the enormous amount of tartar sauce I used to make this overly oiled piece of fish taste good. So you like mayonnaise, do you? I'm a little bit of a fan of mayonnaise. I mean, I've even killed for it sometimes. Um, and so I eat this. And I'm like, this is it's not good. It's not bad. I know that it's frozen. I know that it's from Suriname or Suriname. It's a country that no one's heard of. You know why? It's very small on the coast of South America. But where I work, there's a very good job of they serve things that we can catch locally. So when people go, is the grouper local? I'm like, oh, we do fish for grouper here. Oh, yeah, because we do have grouper here. People go, hey, how is the trip right now? I'm like, it's shrimp season in Savannah. That's not a lie. It's just not truth about what we that have. That doesn't our mean menu. our shrimp aren't from the Gulf of Mexico. Gotcha. So nobody finishes piece of grouper B, and so I just go, you know what? I'll eat that too. I'm recovering from a Taco Bell incident, and I'm like, you know, I'll be fine. Eat that other piece of grouper. So I've eaten about 16 ounces of grouper in like a 20-minute period with, again, I went sriracha rambalade on this one, so but still mayonnaise. Sriracha rambalade? Yeah, but mayonnaise is still part of the goddamn equation, okay? That was me helping the audience understand what you're Sriracha rambalade. <laughs> From Poor Billy, he's like, what the fuck is this? I've got about 50% of this story so far. That's pretty good. Oh. You're doing great. That's what, our, that's what our audience gets to. I'm too scared to ask what grouper is. <laughs> oh, grouper's a, a large, white, flaky fish caught okay. locally. It's about There's black groupers about this big for, per fish. Well, people constantly... American like, haddock. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. No, it's a little th- thinner than a haddock. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's like a, if a mahi and a it's haddock. A, it's a meaty white you know what fish. You a mahi is? Yeah. It's like a mahi and a haddock had a baby. Okay, I've only ever seen mahi once it's like... On a plate, but yeah, yeah. that's well. I don't, you don't need to see him fuck. Just the way the meat tastes. Oh no, I'd like to. The <laughs> that's. I mean, we'd all like to. Yeah. So six hours go by, and I wake up and go, "Uh oh, all I've eaten in the last twenty-four hours is what I normally eat." My shake for work, everything, I, everything I, I eat week to week when I'm one working. banana at ten thirty-five a.m. Yes. A protein shake at four fourteen p.m. Both each one Taco Bell mild sauce on there, <laughs> and so I'm like. Half a spoon of mayonnaise. It's the grouper. It's, it's the grouper. It's the grouper. And it it got me again. And I, you know, maybe it was because I was just on the escalator of shitting everywhere that I got it got sick easy. But I'm like, I don't want and I I don't want to eat. I did, usually don't eat any frozen seafood unless I have to. Well, did they put it on special or something because it was turning? No, no, no. Because typically, I, I like turning seafood, if it's going to make you sick, it's either shellfish that yeah. are that have turned. Properly, properly or improper storage, but you can tell when fish is turned, and you because you won't eat fish that's before turned, it's, it's cooked. You can once it's cooked with oil and garlic and, and pepper and linen, salt, yeah. and you put you don't know a couple ounces of mayonnaise on there, it'll really disguise the taste of the of the fish. But it uh it led me back to where I belonged in early week on the porcelain throne. Looks I was home and not in a gas station in the middle of Georgia. That helps. It does help. But as y'all know, I like to poop at home. I don't want to poop anywhere else. Paxton? Nope. Got him a day for his birthday. It's uh, still in a box somewhere. He shits on the box, I think. Billy, do you bidet? Do I bidet? Do you bidet? I don't bidet, no. It's not very un-European of you. 
Yeah, it's the kind. That's the kind of European that the rest of England rejects. You're driving on the wrong yeah. side of the road still. Yeah, that's for the people who drive on the wrong side of the road. They use kilometres and they don't and like toilet paper. They spray their water to clean it yeah. up a little easier. I don't care if it's cleaner. I find it odd. It's ungentlemanly. It's odd when you come the first few times, but after that, it's fine. No, it stays odd. <laughs> it is ungentlemanly. I think so. <laughs> it's gentlemanly for sure. Picture someone using a bidet, and then. Think of that person as gentlemanly. You can't bring those two <laughs> things together. The King of England uses a bidet. You mentioned Mad Men before. You think Don Draper uses a bidet? Don Draper Absolutely. would never use He that. has a girl lick his butthole yeah. like a regular adult. He well, takes you didn't scotch. Ask me that. He takes scotch, puts it on the toilet paper. So last week, our, our episode was called The Colombian <laughs> Wet Wipe. Are you going to go with the Scottish Wet Wipe here? <laughs> the Colombian Wet Wipe was, what, what was it? The Colombian. So, so, so there's, there's a thing called an Alabama Wet Wipe. It's when you, so if you don't have a wet wipe, which you use to sometimes clean after you pooped, you at least use those, you animal. Um, <laughs> no, you're just like raw dogging it. But so if you don't have access wet wipe, you spit on the teepee and wipe your ass. It's called an Alabama wet wipe. Okay, and you, so me using raw toilet paper is <laughs> an animal spitting onto toilet paper and then putting your own spit on your own bum. It's my spit. Yeah, that's fine. Just okay? fine. <laughs> But if you're in Colombia, you do the Colombia wet wipe, which when you get close to the sink, you this put a little, little bit of had. sink water on there and use that to wipe it See, off. See, that's classier. That's, yeah, class, that's definitely classier. Colombia <laughs> over Alabama. That's like hand applying a bidet. The West- <laughs> so there's also the West Virginia wet wipe. It's when you just lick your fingers and stick them in just, your ass. Just stick them up your bum. All right. So I've, I've never been happier than in this so the same, right the now. same way that, you know, I know Karen's because none yeah. of that exists in England. I would like that on the record. None of us do that. They call it the Liverpool wet wipe, I think, right? No, no. <laughs> who's, your, who's your soccer the, team? The Scousers I'm wet I'm a Middlesbrough wipe. fan, which will mean very little to anybody. But Paxton got it. Second tier of English football. Okay. okay. We got relegated from the top tier like eight years ago, and we haven't been back We since. have four listeners who are like happy right now. I know what that is. Well, we chatted about... Um, just football in general earlier, and I didn't know you were a fan of American football so much because uh, uh, we were talking about Megatron and uh, CT. You know, yeah, getting a little, you know, getting a little in the weeds there. But uh, yeah, Matt Stafford. We were talking about uh, um, uh, who's the running back for the Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yes, yeah. and how it's sort Wait, of. Bo- you knew who Megatron was? Yeah, yeah. Huh. that's pretty good. We were talking about people who uh, retired early enough where they didn't the CTE did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Megatron did that, and then uh, Barry Sanders wasting an, an entire career at a terrible team, even though he's the best running back in the league. Yeah, but that's a terrible thing. But then OJ, he didn't have any CTE. Not no, all. he seemed like a pretty stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a, yeah. A, I, a great dude. Hello, Twitter world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love his Twitter. Just to be time. fair, I do remember, like, I don't think he was indicating when he was driving that white Bronco at all. I think he was just crossing lanes. And like that was Al Cowling's driving, Al, though. Al, AC Cowling's was driving, Okay. Yeah. But I, let, in I that didn't case, see an OJ's done nothing wrong. No. He said, no. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a book about it. His signal was a knife at the window. <laughs> yeah. A knife to the right and a knife to the left. Well, so, so was that a big deal in, you're how old, 30? So you would have been like Yeah, eight? it wasn't a big deal. The, the riots that preceded it and set the whole stage for that whole trial to be the way it was... They were big news in England. But so, not the verdict. But, but OJ in general wasn't like known as a person. They, Neither they, was Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole right? Oh, I just, I no, just thought that's a different woman. That's, it was, uh, 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 who, who died? Anna Nicole Smith uh, or somebody Nicole else. Brown. Nicole, Nicole Brown. Nicole Brown. Yeah, there we go. Nicole yeah. Brown Simpson. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't like neither of those people were known in England. So the actual like she was pretty much famous uh, for marrying yeah. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and O.J. wasn't really known. They they stopped my high school freshman homeroom class to, to watch the verdict. See, what's I, the verdict? So yeah, here, so here, here in the U.S., over the intercom. he had been out of the league long enough where he wasn't in the zeitgeist of the. Well, he was an actor. Oh yeah, he was in Naked Guns. Naked Guns. Yeah, that's what yeah. I knew him from. He was more of a of a icon in terms of being an actor just being a public figure more than this footballing but then he the, didn't he didn't it wasn't like dan marino he didn't do any isotoner commercials he did uh he joke, did by the way he did a hertz auto commercial where he runs through the neighborhood That's right, yeah or not the neighborhood through the airport with a knife yeah but the trial was the biggest thing here it was huge well it was the most money anyone ever spent on a lawyer team at that point yeah probably oh yeah for sure and, and he, he got away with it with what? He was innocent. Mm-hmm. If only he wrote a book called If I Had Done It. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, if you, I don't know if you, do you use Twitter. Yes. So if you go to OJ's Twitter, no matter what he posts, every comment is just nice. Oh, his Twitter is relatively unhinged anyway. Uh, yeah. Like, like the bits said, that make it into my, you know, onto my yeah. timeline, it's always it's because he's done the something comments very odd. It's just I'll, knives and stuff. I love how he tries to go in there so uh, so casually, like, well, I think the uh, the game on Sunday, you know, uh, they only won by seven, but this and that, and no one in the comments are commenting on what he's actually talking it's about. They're just They're nice. like, did you do it? Did you do, did it, you do it, Garth Brooks? Do you do it, Garth Brooks? <laughs> Damn it. God, you talked something that time. You got me that time. So uh, we're, we're a little into this. We're going to. You want to have another drink? Do you mind doing a Patreon with us? When we do after this, we just talk shit. We turn the cameras off. We get a little. I'm sorry. What did you say, Kelly? Oh, you don't have a microphone. Fuck, I'm out bad. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get a Patreon over here. Just, so know. wait. So on the Patreon, we talk shit. We talk more shit. Okay, I was gonna. I was we, we, about we, to ask what we've just <laughs> been doing. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so yeah. what? Before we go, what was your description of uh, how we would describe the podcast to someone? Because I didn't do it very well for you. Um, so, dumb. yeah, midway through talking about smoking a duck, we're going to do impressions of an NFL quarterback who's just been knocked out. And that's the podcast right there, baby. Billy, thank you for joining us. Okay, uh, sure. If you would like to follow us on Patreon and help support the show, it's patreon.com forward slash from behind the barcast. Uh, please sub to the YouTube station. It's uh, YouTube from behind the barcast. Instagram, all that. Billy, thank you for joining us. Clint, Kelly, wait for us in the Patreon. It's going to be spicy. And next week, we got a guest, Travis Travis you J. Don. You've uh, never said his last name right. Travis Jahadon. Uh, <laughs> Travis Jahadon from uh, Hot Mix Podcast. We'll next Monday with salsa. So, but yes, we'll stay tuned. Then. We love you guys. Well done. It, it was everything I, everything I hoped it could be. I have to gauge off.